0: Hey everybody, what's up? Another Friday, Shiro Show, and I've got Dantrax with me today, because Pat is, uh, yeah, Pat couldn't make it, unfortunately, he's super popular, and he's got a bunch of holiday parties to go to, (laughs) so not me, wah-wah, no, I have been to some some holiday parties, but uh, not as many as Pat. He's just been uh, back to back to back. Um, he's the party animal. He's oh, a party sure. animal. Yeah, I think. By the way, uh, Dan, give me a mic check. One, two, three. Because I think I turned your mic up unnecessarily. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hello? Okay. There you go. I just want to make sure that you're not uh, peeking there. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, but I'm really happy to have you on, Dan. Uh, you're normally on in, in, in voice, but <laughs> you're here yeah. and everybody can see you. So thanks for for helping me out. Uh, I'm be the man my co-pilot. Yeah, and um, we've got, of course, Anthony, as usual, uh, Knight of Dragon in the chat, uh, in, the, in the Discord chat, and um, we've got, uh, we, I'm not going to be looking at the, the uh, comments on the YouTube video, so if you guys can help me out with that, that would be great. Um, but let me see here, um, what have you been up to? <laughs> i'm sorry I, i'm so sorry my, my phone was ringing like right then and i had a brain fart but i rejected of course, the call perfect timing uh, perfect uh, timing I, right you know
1: we had christmas yeah had we christmas had, last weekend how
0: was your christmas what did you pick up
1: it was good um i got and i think i posted pictures of this in the Shiro discord mm-hmm. a little bit but i got uh did i it was of the felicia figure
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. You did.
1: Yeah, that I got for my birthday, because my birthday is right before Christmas. Um, I love that thing. It is so cool. I love Darkstalkers. Mm -hmm. Um, I love playing Darkstalkers on Saturn. And I think the first time I played it was an arcade cabinet that was at a campground that um, my parents took me to all the time. And I just thought the designs are super cool. And I had to pick Felicia, because, you know, she's like... This cool cat girl. Yeah. Um, so now I have this awesome like one seven scale figure. Yeah. It's very fancy.
0: That's incredible. So your yeah. birthday. When is your birthday?
1: Uh, it's the twentieth.
0: The twentieth. Okay, mine's the twenty eighth. I just celebrated as well. So uh, yeah, shouts to you December you know, birthdays that get yeah. kind of get forgotten because of Christmas. You know. I don't well, know if the
1: you're... thing is, the thing that's funny is my mom's birthday is around Christmas too, and her parents would make her. Uh, pick a christmas present out from under the tree with christmas wrap on it Mm -hmm. and and they'd say that's her birthday present this year
0: no no yeah (laughs) yeah she hated it oh i would too yeah
1: yeah well of course and so when she had a baby that was another christmas baby near christmas she was determined to always give me birthday parties with separate birthday presents that were in birthday wrap so i've always appreciated that uh that she's given that to me so i haven't had to deal with that whole uh wonderful christmas baby syndrome too much
0: yeah it's kind of bad for you guys yeah well yeah, thanks it's you know it my, my dad's birthday is in december too i'm a middle child and my birthday is in december so i've got a little baggage there <laughs> cool. no it's cool it's actually my wife like kind of goes out of her way to make it special for me because she knows that it's like a you know, and some people, sometimes people just forget to even wish me happy birthday because uh, because uh, Christmas, New Year's, everything. It's just like sandwiched right in the middle there. There's so much going on. Um, and people are like traveling or they're at parties and stuff like that. I get it. So I don't hold it against anybody. It's just like, you know, one of those things. I think Death Engine in our, uh, in our Discord community, it has the same birthday as me. So yeah, shouts shout to like Death that. Engine. Happy birthday, Death Engine. Um, <clears throat> check it out. This is one of just one of the presents that my wife got me, and it's a uh, Sega Saturn shirt that she got me from Kohl's. And I I was like, when she told me she got it from Kohl's, I had to like look it up. Are you for real? And yep, uh, she got it from Kohl's. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like Saturn, uh, I would never, I would expect, you know, Nintendo, Mario Kart, all that stuff, you know, maybe even Sonic the Hedgehog, but Saturn, come on. So I was really not only stoked to get this shirt, but just, Stoked to find that she got it through like a mainstream outlet, not like some. Yeah, Saturn has finally made it. Saturn (laughs) has finally made it. So it's it's more than twenty five years. It's what twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight years on, Saturn has finally made the mainstream in America.
1: Yeah. By the way, uh, in chat, Laura Trainer says, "Happy birthday, guys!"
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, Laura. Tell Pat that we love him and we miss him. <laughs> yeah, we've missed him now uh, for a couple of shows, but we understand it's the holidays and everything like that. Anyway, um, I just saw I just saw Pat post a a picture on his profile of his like weight loss journey. You know, because that's something that he's been pretty pretty open about like that he's been working out and stuff like that and now i'm jealous because like he's lost a ton of weight and i'm like dang it i need i really need to get on that train like i bought a pair of really good running shoes and i just haven't used them yet I, but good for him that's gonna be my, be my new year's resolution as cliche as it sounds to start using those running shoes which just you have to get up early and do it in the morning you know
1: yeah yeah you gotta be uh yeah, just push yourself through it even on those days when you do not feel like doing it at all.
0: I've got like an app and stuff, you know. I'm gonna do like the couch to 5k thing and uh and you know, do some like muscle, do some like uh weight lifting, you know, some uh nice. muscle building, not muscle building, but you know, uh, strength training is what I'm talking about. So, yeah, yeah, like because- more toning, exactly. Because it's not, I mean, cardio doesn't really burn fat so much it just kind of helps with your overall cardiovascular health which sure you know, anybody could use but uh
1: yeah well my new year's resolution is to try out uh, one of my Christmas gifts this year which was not Santa related but it was mm. Sega related I got test drive six for the dreamcast oh wow cool
0: um,
1: okay cool it is on, on yeah it we can a see it seconds. test drive um, yeah. six so uh, I kind of wanted this um, because when I got a Sega Genesis in 1992, one of the two games I got with it was Test Drive 2, The Duel. Mm -hmm. And uh, so even though it's like not a great game, it it does do some cool unique things with driving where you run cops while you're racing on streets that random people are uh, driving on as well. And you're running along cliffs and stuff like that. Um, Test Drive has its own vibe going on. And uh, so I've always kind of had a soft spot in my heart for Test Drive. And the only other um, time Test Drive appeared on Sega console was with Dreamcast and Test Drive Six, um, and then there were a couple other little spinoffs, which I have one of those too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, on Six, so my girlfriend Pudgy Bunny came through.
0: That's that awesome. One,
1: so thank you very much.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, cool. I got a uh, I got one of those Hallmark uh, Sega Genesis ornaments uh, for Christmas. Nice. I got some new. Some new earbuds which were nice and uh um what else oh oh my wife got me like this really cool um it's like uh for pcs and game consoles and stuff like that it's like a dust blowing thing but it's like but- extreme <laughs> like this thing will get any kind of dust out and it just plugs in USB C. but it's because i was using the canned air and i, I you know i'd have yeah. to constantly rebuy that from costco and she just got me this this gadget that's just like, it blows harder than than canned air. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, nice. anything else to report? Or we can uh, get right uh, into the news, I guess. Yeah,
1: we can get in on the news. We got a lot this week because we, we we've do. got that, uh, the the 28th um, Sega Saturn game competition going on over at the Sega Extreme Forums.
0: And so stuff has just been pouring in, you know? Um, yes. So yeah, let me bring up the browser here. We can talk Saturn News. Here we're gonna go all the way down to. Did we talk? Steam rejects Yabasan Shiro. We did, didn't we? Or did we? Yeah, that was last we week. I think okay, I got yeah. that did. Okay, yeah. So that was bizarre. That's but right. yeah. So we got that under the wire. Okay. So since then, yeah, a lot has happened. Um, I put up a video, uh, like playthrough of XL uh Unreal. His uh, ir- how do you say that in French? Uh So I think it's
1: irréal. Irréal.
0: Iri- IDL? Yeah, Okay, and uh, pr- uh,
1: probably the R needs to be a little different. I took Spanish <laughs> and take French. Okay, EPL maybe something like that.
0: But I mean, you know, this this is this is incredible. Uh, not only does it look and feel like you know thirty two bit, uh, very very true to the game, but it, but what's so amazing is that it, they basically had to recreate everything you know from scratch. Like they they were able to use Trench Broom, build a lot of the assets. But I mean, you know, this is XL2's engine, mo- heavily modified uh, because mm-hmm. of the being able to crunch everything into RAM. You know, I guess uh, was one of the biggest challenges. And then of course, uh, Corvus Deix and uh, Ponut, uh I think the former uh, handled the a lot of the models, like the 3D model, and then yeah, Pona, the of course, yeah, and the the animation exactly. And then uh, Ponut's, uh what is it? Help me out. Pone sound. Pone sound. P- Pone sound. Yeah, uh, for the yeah. 3D. Uh, 3D stereo, like it would be like, I guess, kind of like Dolby ster- 3D stereo or like the Q sound. That's their version yeah. of that, and it like it really does work. You know, if you have a good set of cans oh, yeah. on, yeah, it feels like the the sound is coming from all around. Yeah,
1: XL2 uh, recommends that people play this demo with headphones on, which yes, uh, I've not yet, um but I do have some pretty nice speakers yes. set up in my living room around my actual Sega Saturn console, mm-hmm. and I played it on that, and I could still hear, you know. Right. Sound coming from a particular direction and then it would turn with me exactly um, that that is very cool
0: yeah with a high powered set of speakers uh stereo speakers i've tried it and it does it does work and uh, it's mm-hmm. even more immersive with headphones believe it or not um mm-hmm. but but yeah it's nice. it's incredible um just like i get that there is no plan to continue like making more of this because uh you know they don't want to get slapped with a lawsuit or anything like that they want to avoid right any kind of legal ramifications but just showing that this could be done you know and um, I I think uh, I think XL2 did mention that they're, uh, that he'll consider releasing the source or uh, you know to, to allow folks to yeah do mods I think
1: he's maintained that for a while that yeah. he is willing to release the source code for his engine that he's used for this and for mm-hmm. Hellslave um, I think his big hang up uh, at least he has said this is why because he uh, wants to clean it up because it's probably got a lot of spaghetti code in there and yeah. uncommented
0: code. I mean, there's code going him. all the way back to Sonic Z He said, right, co- when For he like years. hardly knew how to co- how to program. He's like, there there are lines of code in there from all the way back, you know. So it's it's yeah. crazy. So
1: I think he's he's thinking about how other people will mm. be looking at the code and wants to spend some time cleaning it up. Right. Um, probably thinking if he does that, then people aren't going to be bugging him constantly about, hey, what's this mm-hmm. do? What's this do? What does this mean?
0: Right. So, I mean, there's there are he mentions glitches. Injured. He mentions you know number of glitches and collision issues. The frame rate could be improved significantly. Let's see, it's far from optimized at the moment. Um, I imagine, judging from history, you know, he got got this in under the gun uh, for the for the competition, but probably we're, we're probably going to receive you know like a uh, fine-tuned and updating it. Yeah. Ver- oh, yeah, exactly. He's been so he Almost has been updating day. it because folks um, Folks who downloaded it when he when he put it up were able to like uh, submit uh, You know, I guess you could bug say reports, like ca- casual basically. bug reports in our in our yeah. discord chats And he immediately was able to like uh, remedy some of those things. So yeah, Um does mention the the challenge of fitting everything into the sound ram. Massive changes had to be made to the engine in order to make the the waterfalls, you know, possible. Um, Using a ram cart, which was thought might have helped, actually made it run at like two frames per second and because it was so unreliable, I guess the connection was so unreliable or whatever, so just decided it would be better to not have it rely on a RAM cart, which I think is a good idea anyway, because not everybody has a RAM cart, and folks using yeah. the folks are, might be using like the pseudo cart, which may or may not work, it's probably just better to try to squeeze it and make it run on stock hardware, uh, which the game I believe it was the speed of the RAM cart was unreliable oh, he was getting okay. inconsistent results I thought he said something though about the connector or something like that, no? Okay. I mean, He had those issues as well. Okay. So it could be both. But even even under the best case conditions, you're saying there would still be issues with speed of the RAM cart. Um, yeah, because the RAM cart is like either 4 or 16 times slower than the lower work RAM, so it was really slow for him to access it uh, right. the way he needed to access it. Which is basically like streaming constantly, you know? Um, the guy was really though the way that he uses the you know you're out in large open areas and you have huge architecture or a huge mountainside and you know the the texture um changes constantly as you get closer to it so like the level of detail i guess um, yeah, I was really impressed with with that, and of course the lighting and everything is just oh, yeah. it just was, really awesome. It
1: was mind blowing to step outside of that ship mm-hmm. into the first open area and yeah. just see the draw distance. Yeah. There's no fog essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's no there's nothing getting cut off. You can just see until you reach the end of the ravine, and then you turn to your left, and there's that big waterfall, and there's another gigantic, uh, you know, mountain over there, and uh, that just wild that he got that running uh, at a consistent frame rate
0: no less and there were comments um, so online absolutely i mean there were there were some comments online from folks who were like oh i don't think this is that impressive or oh i've just looked at it compared to the the actual game i'm like okay you do realize though and that's the thing people's memories are so foggy when it comes to this stuff mm-hmm. unreal was a 1998 pc game that most pcs mm-hmm. couldn't even run you know what i'm saying like right. <laughs> like couldn't run properly you know and if you did if you are looking at like a a YouTube Let's Play of it right now, you're probably looking at it running on a beefy computer that's able to handle it. At max settings, right, right? Most
1: PCs of the time couldn't actually run it. Right. Uh, it was a benchmark. Like
0: that. It was a benchmark app like Crisis. You know, yeah, it was like it was. if your P, you had to spend like four thousand dollars or more, five thousand dollars on a PC to run this thing at, when it was released. And I mean, it we're comparing it to a thirty-two bit console that came out in ninety-four. You know, so I mean, the fact that he's getting all of this stuff working is just absolutely mind blowing to me. Yeah,
1: and I mean, uh, compare how this uh, Iriel demo looks to other first person shooters or just three games that mm-hmm. are on Saturn that were released commercially. You know, how does it look compared to uh, you know, your power slave and, you know, I mean compare it to Doom. It looks real good next to Doom. Oh, like come a- on.
0: Oh, absolutely. But it's it's up there with the lobotomy games, no question. Absolutely. And uh might even surpass them in, in several areas. You know, it really just depends on what area, you know, definitely it would not be out of place at all in in like a lobotomy soft game for sure Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that you know i'm just trying to remember oh so he said the game achieves about 1500 quads max per frame uh and then dips down below that but i mean it's uh it's pretty impressive uh let me see what else so he did mention the possibility of releasing the code to uh folks to do mods with or whatever i i mentioned that that first level you could easily turn that into like a a, a digital haunted house on the saturn you know put a bunch of like creepy you know i don't know it, it was a way out there comment yeah. but i was just thinking like it has the vibe already you could easily turn yeah. that space into like a a halloween game if you wanted to um he worked on this entire project for about four months at an average of one hour per day. So that, that's just insane. And then um, I do know, I did hear from uh, John Linneman that he is planning on doing some kind of analysis on this for DF Retro. So nice. I'm excited to I'm excited that'll to see cool. that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Anyway, shouts to um, all three of those guys, XL2, Corvus Deix, and if I'm saying that right, and then uh, Pwnut, uh for their contributions to this. Uh, so if the, it's
1: French, be Corvus Deux, right? Corvus
0: Deux? Deux, okay. Corvus Deux. That's what I would think. Yeah. I'm not great with those <laughs> kind of pronunciation. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking like Deus X, <laughs> but then I just read it wrong. Okay. So next up we've got, uh, and you know what? All of this news is kind of like out of order. <laughs> like it's just how I wrote these stories. up. We can but-
1: skip ahead. uh the other homebrew game that you wrote about we could
0: we could could yeah we definitely could actually um so bridget bishop is this charming saturn adventure game um i wrote about that um i have to i have to just humble myself to admit that being a saturn-centric news site where we literally cover saturn news every week I am embarrassed to say that I slept on this for six months. This game was released in forums to play in May of 2022, and the final release candidate was released uh, and accessible in June, along with this video right here that you can see. um, I had no idea. It stayed quiet. It was just Joe Engine forums, Sega Extreme forums, and perhaps like the Sega Extreme Discord in the project uh, discussion chat.
1: Think, did they did they post about it in the Sega extreme forums if they did i would have noticed um, uh i think I it was well briefly... emerald said
0: emerald said they did but i didn't see okay i, I didn't see that uh I, what i found was let's see i'll click through
1: and i mean to be fair with the joe engine forums the bridge the bridget bishop uh post is like their first post on there in a long time so it's not like someplace that we would normally be looking to for news it's kind of surprising they posted there at all
0: but i found it in a list believe it or not i found it in a list of saturn projects and among those saturn projects were like ray's tank game and ray's scary game and Mm -hmm. uh there were a few others that were that i recognized in there i was like okay so this was anyway um what's even more embarrassing is that it's an incredible little game like it's not it's actually like really good they did a great mm-hmm. job so sega saturno uh is a like basically like a spanish uh outlet uh news forum or whatever um uh saturn bridget bishop they're a spanish uh developer and uh, they, they happened to make this game available in PAL and NTSC and in Spanish and English, which is amazing. Uh, they programmed it for Java, actually. The the whole idea came about when they were programming it for uh, uh, programming a Java game, and they got a hold of Joe Engine and realized that they could just easily port it, I guess. They were a- able to easily program it and, and get it on Saturn because of Joe Engine. And it turns out that the Saturn version uh reached completion first i don't even think the java uh, game the original java game is complete um
1: yeah and i think they've said that they're not really interested in expanding it uh yeah. any more at least in the the near time being but i really hope they do because it's so cool it's not very long but i mean as far as a homebrew game goes it, it's got a decent length to it. it took me about half an hour to get through the whole thing um and it's it plays. Minutes. we should probably say real quick Yeah, what it plays like it's it's a 3d game and uh it's sort of like a point and click adventure game but you're not pointing and clicking you're actually moving your little witch character around her house right and you are going up to different points of interest and hitting a on them and getting things in your inventory and talking to characters and uh trying to solve some puzzles because uh this witch is apparently kind of mischievous and she's accidentally turned her cat into uh was it a frog i think right yeah and she's got to try to turn them back by finding different ingredients to do potions that actually backfire and she's well, got to she find, find some different she, ingredients she, 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 and, all
0: she can find are are poor replay <laughs> poor substitutions yeah, for the actual right. ingredients that are required so, it's so not yeah it, out very well it results in a lot of uh a lot of mayhem i guess that i don't want to spoil for folks if they want to yeah. play it because it's it'll it's sweet short and sweet you could easily mm-hmm. play this in one sitting 25 minutes uh start to to start to end but it's not incredibly shallow you know for being that short it's like packed no. with you know Puzzles it's that are game. logical, little mini games thrown in there, cute graphics, char- mm-hmm. character uh, exposition—you know, uh, like actual character building, uh, albeit brief—but you've, you know, you've got like characters and they all have like personalities and stuff. It's really cool. Um, she, sorry, he based this game off of Jack in the Dark, which was a demo, from it was a promo demo for the second Alone in the Dark game uh jack is back they they i guess they released this as like a free uh promotional demo and it was just kind of like little witch in a store or like in a shop doing much of the same stuff you know going around solving little puzzles and stuff like that and it does it is very reminiscent of that um albeit no i mean i guess that it is both characters are like flat shaded polygons um mm-hmm. but yeah. So. I did put up a little video playthrough, it was like 25 minutes, folks can check it out if they if that's easier, you know, uh, they want to just see a playthrough, but I highly recommend folks, uh, if you have an emulator, or if you have an ODE or some discs, you can burn it too, it's available um, through Sega Extreme now, through the 28th anniversary game competition, or you can click on the original um, YouTube video here, um, that Fran Matsuzaka, uh, I think that that's what they're going through on YouTube, is Fran Matsuzaka um also uh fran oh so fran francisco javier del pino cuesta is the programmer and egs studio games is the website uh where they have like all these different games uh yeah i was
1: looking at that they've made a lot of games and hacks or something or or ports for other games yeah Uh, this is their first Sega Saturn project but they've got a lot of other stuff
0: definitely yeah um Golgo 13, Greenpeace The Game, Hardcore Fight, King of Fighters Flames of Courage V4, V5. Yeah, so Smash TV uh Wing Warriors was another one that looked really uh impressive. This was uh what Blackberry Java was there a Game Boy version? I saw I saw one of their games that had like a Game Boy version or something like that. Uh, not sure though. Maybe that's maybe that's a different one than that. Than I saw, but anyway, yeah, so definitely felt like uh I should apologize like i I reached out to them and I just said, I'm so sorry for like that I didn't see this you know because I like to give everybody credit as much credit where credit is due and let them you know and help help promote that's like the whole point of Shiro you know is to help like boost up these projects and Oh, promote what people are doing so i so he so i said i hope you didn't feel like that the entire internet didn't care about this when you released it and he was like yeah actually like i was kind of surprised that nobody said anything about it uh but he was like maybe i i just didn't po- know the right place to post it you know
1: i think that's uh, it
0: yeah because
1: i mean you know we we are pretty decently connected on saturn news here yeah. Being a, a Saturn news site, and yeah. if we didn't learn about it for six months until we finally put in this competition, then, mm-hmm. I mean, that does kind of say something about uh, finding the right venues and find, you know making right. enough noise for yourself, which, I mean, that is, uh, that's tough, you know, as mm-hmm. a creator that you've got to, yeah. you know, bang the pots and pans for yourself.
0: Not everybody um, that's great at making games is, is great at like promotion and marketing and stuff like that. Right. right. That's they're good. at They right. make games. That's what they do. So it's like, you just got to find, and I mean, it's a learning experience for me too, that I've got to have my ear to the ground in these forums and I've got to be paying more attention, you know, because but we will, you know, everything falls through the cracks every now and then, but you know, I'm just glad that we could finally bring it to light and let people know about this game. Absolutely, um, Very, very well-made game and feels very much mm-hmm. like a game, you know, that, uh, like a like a commercial endeavor just very yep. sc- scaled down you know but folks should definitely check it out um do you know or want to talk about the burning rangers password system thing we can talk about it for a couple minutes we can talk about it yeah um, so i had
1: found this news and i brought it to the i posted a link about it on right. the discord
0: um and blue was like are you gonna write a, <laughs> an
1: article yeah, about Moon. it
0: and, and I, knew out, like, like, I knew you were already busy i knew you were already busy so i was just like okay i'll write it up really quick that surprised
1: me you just like bang that thing out I'm like oh
0: cool well dave's on
1: top of it the right.
0: quality you might you might second guess it if you read it um but it you know it's just you know i stole some content from from his blog because it was already so well written but i reworded yeah. some stuff but yeah i mean essentially Bo Bay- bayless Bo bayless Am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Or Bales? I, I don't know. Uh, software engineer and writer of Bo Bales Annex. Um, has in the past expressed deep appreciation for Sonic Team's Burning Rangers. Uh, having done, you know, extensive articles on it. Uh, oh, wait. Wrong link. Uh, what is it? Written about it on his blog. Uh, there's this high context Burning Rangers article. Um, and it's just... It's a, it's a cool article with a lot of links. Uh, and references uh, you guys should check out. um, He seems very
1: into this game. He's
0: very into this game. It's it's one of those games, kind of like Knights for me, like one that he's explored a lot. Um, And that appreciation ultimately led to the investigation of the game's password system, which it does. Each time you start a mission, um, you get a different level map with a different set of survivors. After you finish, you're presented with a password that lets you play again, and this generate system adds to the game's replay value. As a kid, Bayless uh, always wanted to uh, be able to compile a list of every password for the game. So um, here you got like a screen with uh, Naoto, uh, uh, Naoto Oshima, right? Uh, and there's like a password at the bottom there. That's a little Easter egg there. Um, however, when reaching out to the original designer, the, the, the one who wrote Akio Setsumasa, who wrote the password system, he couldn't remember, you know, memory uh we're a lot and that's the thing like when interviewing these people you reach out to these people and you're talking about stuff that they did like 30 years ago it's really hard for them to remember exactly how yeah. they programmed something or you know um provided him with the you know like a, a brief list of of passcodes that might be of some help in in reverse engineering it but um and he ended up reaching out to andreas Scholl. Am I saying that right? Shoal, Skull, <laughs> Andreas. The, the, I
1: guess it's pronounced Shoal. Shoal,
0: yeah. And Andreas, the same individual Shole. who uh, submitted the Burning Rangers tribute demo to the 2021 uh, Sonic fan games. Right. Now uh, he's
1: working on Nights into Dreams. He's going to yeah. remake that in Unity using original art assets. Crazy which
0: is very cool. Yeah. So huge Sonic team game fan you can tell uh reached out to him he's considered the patron patron saint of burning rangers uh and working together they were able to basically kind of reverse engineer or at least start the reverse engineering of the password structure uh disassembly and decompilation um and i don't I don't think we have time to like go through this whole thing, but if you want to read up on the technical or just go straight to his blog, you can read more on like what they found. I don't believe it's completely finished, but um, you know, obviously we're yeah, there's we're... a couple
1: bits to the system that they're not sure right how they work, but for the most part, I guess he can generate working passwords, which is impressive in and of itself.
0: Yes, it's absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Uh and uh so we will definitely report on that uh, as we find uh we'll be following. Keep our ear to the ground on that blog, and uh, when uh, right. when we find out more from then, we will let you guys know. But yeah, if you're a fan of uh, Burning Rangers at all, check this out. You know, uh, it, it's a really cool game. It's a really neat and unique, quirky game, which is definitely you know par for the course uh, when it comes to Sonic Team in the mid '90s. And it has a lot of that like vibrant color and flair, and it pushes the Saturn in a lot of different ways. Uses a lot of tricks uh, with the hardware. And it's got a bunch of these little hidden like it's kind of it's not there are less Easter eggs in Burning Rangers, arguably than Knights, but I love the fact that they put that in there. So it, it really does add to the replayability, the email system and the passwords and all the all that extra stuff, the unlockable characters. So folks should definitely check it out. Are you a fan of Burning Rangers by any chance?
1: Um, it's cool. I have not delved into it a whole lot. Uh I've probably played nights more than it and that, and you know I'm I'm not very good at nights. So I haven't played it enough to be good at it. Right. So I've, I've played Burning Rangers uh a little bit. Um, It is cool. I guess my initial impression was that it's a little tough to get around. Like, I mean, it's neat that there's essentially this 3d platformer uh, on Saturn that uses the 3d analog pad and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, it feels like it's going to rattle apart at the seams at any given moment. Yeah. Um, it's just uh they're holding that thing together with bootlaces and luck
0: and yes
1: yes you know it is kind of like how yeah how it keeps playing moment to moment uh, i i do want to get back to it and actually like give it um some some of a proper playthrough yeah because uh, it is it does do a lot of cool things and it does deserve that um by the way it looks like our youtube stream is conking out here oh is it really yeah yeah it just started loading for me um
0: uh Honestly. I am it's fine for me
1: might just be me it could Hopefully just be it's you. Just me.
0: I think uh somebody say in the
1: chat whether it's working Yeah
0: let us know uh, Anthony is it is it working for you
1: Okay I reloaded and now it's working Is what working sorry The, the, the YouTube stream,
0: stream. cuz uh Dan was having issues Oh no yeah you guys are going YouTube stream Okay okay looks, looks fine on the Greg Okay right, hey go. Greg how's right, it going sorry. shouts all alarm <laughs> Um, we're gonna skip ahead, okay? We're gonna skip ahead. Uh, yeah. Wait, what did what did we skip? Was we, okay, so we talked about burning rangers, password system, awesome shouts. Yep, stellar assault to those guys. Let's Next. talk stellar assault. Yeah, sure. these crazy people. They're um this crazy team of individuals. I don't know. Like I witnessed this band of rebels uh, form <laughs> together <laughs> on uh, Twitter and on our Discord, and I, I swear, yeah. you guys, like I just can't believe. How uh, prolific, <laughs> how efficient you are! Like with, I guess you guys learned a lot uh, through Bulk Slash because your your like workflow and your you just like plan of attack and execution. I don't know uh, if the holidays have anything to do with it or if it folks are like if you have extra time to work on it. But I'm just I'm just impressed that in August you held auditions. You, ca- mm-hmm. you made your final casting in October, and then mid December, mm-hmm. you slip us up five playable levels, including an entire introduction and all of the mission briefings. Well,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably is experience because we had all the experience last year of scheduling recording times for the different actresses and actors for Bulk Slash. Yes. And, um, you know, and, and having. Figuring out how to like have your script ready to go and what the actor is gonna need to do what he or she needs um, right. to do. Uh yeah. you know, giving some clips of the original Japanese, uh yeah. so that they have an idea of kind of what the delivery might be um and having that ready to go for him. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean a lot of that is is lackaware, it is um Greg, you know, our project lead, our translator, he's also the voice organization director. Yeah. And he he like organizes all this uh all this stuff for recordings and he got really good at it from bulk slash uh, as far as scheduling things and he just started scheduling all of our actors um for stellar assault uh real quick once we finally decided okay these are actors and here's our script because it did take us a little longer to finalize the script we didn't get it quite um right edited uh in time to do the um to have all the actors chosen Mm -hmm. but um once we did yeah, you just started scheduling people and hopping on Discord, and um, I mean, because the process really isn't that complicated. What we do, just real simply, um, we have the actor uh, bring up Audacity, a program called Audacity, on their mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. and we make sure a couple of settings are um, correct uh, as far as the bitrate and that sort of thing, and um, and we give them a copy of their lines so that we're going to have them read on this particular day, and then we all hop into a Discord uh, voice channel and we talk about it. Um, oftentimes with this uh, project, um, we'll have the actor share their screen through mm-hmm. Discord as well yeah. so that we can look and make sure that they have all their settings uh, correct on their screen and everything looks good and make sure they're not peaking. Um, one of the advantages of having Shadow Mask on the project from the get-go here is that uh, you know, he brings all this his audio expertise and he can sit in on these recording sessions and look at their screen and make sure that everything looks okay they're not peaking uh, they're we're getting the full volume of a waveform um and we're not losing anything because they're too far away from their mic or some setting is wrong so that's been great having shadow mask on board and i mean he's the one who's been then mastering all these, like Greg will then, after a recording session is done, the uh, voice actor will then save their Audacity project in a Google Drive folder that we've set up for them. Right. And then Greg takes that and listens back to all of the, the takes that they did, picks out the ones he likes the best, and um and then makes notes. Mm-hmm. And he will tell Shadow Mask, okay, at this timestamp, I liked this read of this line, and at this timestamp, I want that one. Mm. and shadow mask will cut them up and um, work them a little bit to make them sound good and convert them into a sega saturn aif file is the kind that uh is being used for stellar assault right and then um we originally were going to have me make the patches with those files pop Mm -hmm. them in there but i mean it's not like i you need any special expertise to use the sega saturn patcher Uh, it's so easy to use so shadow mask actually started Doing that himself. Um, And then I started testing it on different emulators and Mm -hmm. on my satiator uh, on my real Saturn. So I guess I kind of helped with that. And then, you know, so we do that and make sure that all the uh, everything was sounding okay. Some of the uh, clips were actually getting cut off at the end Uh, for some reason. They were just a little too long. So uh, we had to tell Shadow Mask, okay, these five lines are getting cut off. And he'd go back in and he'd Mm -hmm. squish them in or edit them a little bit or whatever. And then we make another patch, uh, try it again. Be like, okay, this sounds good. Send it to Shiro. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Awesome. And, so, and,
1: and... Oh, sorry, Greg's saying something in chat. He says, yeah. uh, actually, I ended up aborting the note taking idea and just said, sorry, I didn't realize this, uh, and sending Shadow Mask rough timelines with the takes I, I like. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's even more streamlined, I suppose. Plus all the raw audio in case some of the takes I picked don't work.
0: Mm-hmm. So Shadow Mask
1: mm-hmm. is in the chat too. So hello to Shadow Mask.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. Huge shouts makes- to you guys! Seriously, I mean, obviously, with a game like this, audio is front and center. Like, and it's it's yeah. of pro- utmost perform uh, utmost importance. I mean, of course, the directing and the organization and the scripting and all that stuff is incredibly important too to maintain the essence of those original you know the, the the meaning of everything but then again i'm, I'm just saying i'm thoroughly impressed in shadow masks work as well you know because he's a professional uh, audio engineer and uh, it shows you know like i was really really mm-hmm. impressed by the work that he did on on the game and uh, you know kudos and shouts and we've got let's see edgar and maria the game's ai uh, those are voiced by dan bosley and crouching mouse crouching mouse who is also yes. uh kina in bulk slash that's right. um, and then the game's season squadron commanders Jake Allen and Brad are voiced by Ramir Pascal von Benesheit. Benesheit, I don't know how to say that. He's, uh, I think he's Dutch. Isn't Dutch. He? So Ramir yeah. Pascal, don't know how to say that, but von B and uh, Mike Dent, and then Rocco DeFeo, uh, and then of course Brenda. That's the the wingmate who keeps an eye out for the squadron is voiced by Diana Aloco. Am I saying that right? Ioko or Aloko? Uh,
1: Aloko, I believe, and she she did voice Rupi. Also did Rupi Aru, yeah. Slash in bulk slash, slash. and then
0: Aya, uh, the commander who delivers the mission briefings uh, and and the excellent introduction sequence, is voiced by Renee Martin. We got to hear a lot of her voice uh, at the in a couple Shiro shows ago, and then of course Pat stream was able to stream the game. Uh, and did you guys you guys were able to talk? quite a bit about that too so i think mm-hmm. i definitely recommend if you guys haven't caught it go back and watch uh last week's shiro show with pat streaming uh, bo- uh streaming seller assault it, that was great um and then finally the umbrella pilot is vo- voiced by rowan dinkt hey one of our patrons shouts to yep. rowan you know uh yep. and the role of the unnamed pilot is voiced by galaga is that Galaga? Yeah, Gal- his, his Gal- screen
1: name is Galaga. Screen name's Galaga. Um, he, he didn't want Great game, by really. the
0: way. Great. <laughs> I did a Galaga yeah. tournament at the Christmas party that I went to, and there was one nice. guy. He he scored. This one guy came in and scored like three hundred and seventy thousand, and I was just like, forget it. I was somewhere. I was somewhere around a hundred thousand, and I thought I was thought I was pretty hot. <laughs> he came in and he's just like nice. completely stomped on the entire leaderboard. <laughs> um, wow. Great game though. Love it. Um. Another very impressive aspect of this project is the game Sound, of course, I mentioned uh, Shadow Mask. Um, Put up some examples of the BGM uh, background music that you guys can check out here. I I included a video from your guys' Sega Extreme post. And then... um, Just shouts to all of you guys. Uh, We anticipate this so much. This was like Christmas to me. Like I mentioned, I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas, but honestly, like this was one of the best things I got for Christmas was the ability to play this thing early. Uh, No, I'm not saying that just to be cute. (laughs) Like it really, I really was looking forward to this and it really was fantastic. And then subsequent to my playthrough, which wasn't great, uh, I used the light craft and obviously you have to like really hammer the fire button and you have to i was told subsequently that it would be easier if i just used the the red craft which is heavier and has like a better payload um Uh, it doesn't it's not as maneuverable right but
1: yeah i mean you can succeed with both um yeah the big thing to keep in mind with stellar assault is the fighters the little enemy ships are often uh responding endlessly Mm -hmm. and you can ignore them There are some missions where it's like that's all you have to shoot at is just little enemy ships, and there is a limited number of them. But um, a lot of times your main objective is destroying the capital ships, the big ships, which usually have like an orange bracket around them. Right, uh, You have to blow up those to actually proceed in the missions, and you can pretty much ignore enemy fighters. Maybe you shoot them a little bit to keep them off your back.
0: I figured but, that uh, out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you, I, I was you like saw, yeah. watching
1: your stream, and it was kind of torturous. Tearing out your like, hair. Yeah, I, I wish I'd. Had- I wish he had had me on there live, you know, with him while he was playing it, so I could tell him like, ignore the fighters, They're just keep coming. Like, but I read your comments. I ship. read
0: your comments, and I was like, okay, this is helpful. I'm glad, you know. I'm I am going to do another playthrough though with the red ship. Try that out because it might be that that'll be fun. And then also, you guys discovered a little hack, right? You discovered a little thing like through a YouTube comment, right? That uh, I guess by pressing uh, pause and then pressing what the X button or is it the Y the X button?
1: button. Yeah, it there's like it... a secret um third... secret third person mode in Stellar yeah. Assault. It's not in the manual. Um not in it's any not documentation. Not really documented yeah. anywhere. But yeah, this random person on YouTube uh said under the video, I don't know how they found out about it, that. If you pause the game at any time, um and you press X, now pause the game when it's not like in a cutscene or right. in autopilot mode or anything like that. But if you um if you pause just during normal gameplay and you press X, it will bring the camera out of your cockpit and outside the ship behind it. If right. you press X again, you go to a less helpful chase cam <laughs> mode where it's like the camera cast sits itself in a random spot and like follows your ship as it flies along. And you can still move your ship around and shoot in that oh, mode, wow. but you don't know where you're going. So no. it really just kind of looks cool for a couple it seconds. And then if you hit X again, you go back to the cockpit. It just cycles. But uh, it is kind of neat playing it in third-person mode. You don't really have a targeting reticle anymore, but it will still lock on enemies when Mm -hmm. you um, get them in your what would be your sights. So you can still try to play it that way. Um, It's neat.
0: I just want to try it out. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to stream it again at some point and try that out. Um, but i did get to the i did get to the last part you know the 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 second part of the fifth stage but uh, yeah i wiped out because i didn't have close. enough i did not have enough uh shield so when yeah, i do it again it's, it's so
1: hot in that second part when you're inside the base yeah. that you have to make sure that um you take almost no damage in the first half and you're just killing capital ships yeah I love. You need all your I
0: loved all the voice actors. I thought they were great. I noticed some of the lines. Awesome. I don't know if I'm right about this, but I noticed that some of the lines changed a bit from when we. And I don't know if they were ad-libbing a little bit or if they. Uh, so, yeah, some of the no. lines changed from when we auditioned, and I really liked yeah. it. Like I liked those changes. One line was like, yes. uh, "Don't get got," right? And then the guy was just like, mm-hmm. uh, "Don't die," <laughs> and it was so, yeah, don't, I, it was so just well, don't die.
1: <laughs> well, especially, and that's. I think that was Ramir Pascal. Yeah, who delivered that line. And um, with him, especially because his character speaks a lot and is kind of like a comic relief character. Yeah. He says a lot of funny things. Yeah. And um, and the actor himself has a really good personality. And so mm-hmm. we have worked with him a lot on just saying, hey, if this line isn't working for you, say something that's kind of like it, you know, right. and we'll see if we like it, see if we maybe we'll keep it. And I mean, he did come up with some funny stuff. And I think that may have been one thing that he came up with, or maybe I don't remember if Greg suggested, just say, don't die. Yeah. And and then he ran with it and it sounded good. It's not just
0: what he says, it's how he says it, you know, it's just, it made me laugh. And I was like, yeah, this is, this feels right. You know, especially like I played a little bit of the Japanese version because I have them both on my satiator, play a little bit of the Mm -hmm. Japanese version to kind of remind myself of those sequences, you know? and then listen to your version and i was like yeah this feels the same it just it's in english and i can understand oh. it but it feels I mean, the same
1: the the man who originally directed stellar assault um, to die. he directed the game who i am blanking on his name off the top of my head i'm sorry but uh he started following me on twitter he found out about the project
0: i saw and, that uh, yeah. yeah he's
1: actually said you know oh how wonderful like he seems like he actually likes it which is amazingly gratifying to us oh well, on of the team. because we yeah. we, uh, we never reached out to anybody thank you like or it's uh, koji tsuchida
0: uh, uh, koji is the director tsuchida. of yeah. stellar
1: assault double s and um we never reached out to anybody in bulk slash we we're kind of afraid to we didn't want them to yeah think you that don't... we're destroying their work or disrespecting them or something which they could shut
0: it down. It's like you don't you, shut it down, you don't want sure. them to like shut it down because then it's like and yeah. you wouldn't continue just out of respect, I know. You know, it's like so yeah, yeah you're just hoping that they so, approve. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Right. Suchi Dassan was um he's been amazing. And uh he commented once uh listening to some sample voice clips we posted of like Edgar and Maria, and he said um that it sounds just like what they did, you know, mm-hmm. the Japanese original. So I mean if he thinks it sounds just that's like, it, awesome. I guess we did a good job. Shadow mask did a good that's job. Awesome. He's the yeah. one who's really working on um, getting those robot voice effects. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Better like all oh. his posts now. Shadow says, yeah. Anyway, high five to all. Wow. My hand is, <laughs> that's weird. My hand is keying out anyway. It's... High fives to all of you guys. Uh, and I'm super, super excited. Super stoked about this um yes. and it's funny because it is like a dream come true i did say and i don't think i had anything to do with this but you guys <laughs> did ask me like a year ago and i did say i would love to see this game done and i don't know n- n- night or somebody said something about that it might not be the easiest project or something i don't know so like i didn't get my hopes up but like i'm just i just am uh crazy stoked that you guys actually ended up doing it <laughs> yeah it's a cool game it we is it really it, is so nice
1: yeah. Look look forward to it in the next several months.
0: You know, we it's got two thirds of the game left many, to do. Two-thirds left? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of there's content.
1: Only, there's 17 missions. I think you get 15 missions if you get the bad ending. And if you've done secret objectives throughout the game, then you get two more missions. Um uh, so seventeen. And uh we've recorded most of the lines. Now it's a lot of it is just uh, working through them and mastering them, getting them in the game and testing them.
0: Is there more extensive FMV or is it pretty much just that intro sequence and then everything else?
1: Well, technically there's FMV for every briefing. um,
0: Oh yeah, that's, that's true. They are all FMV. Okay. All right. So yeah,
1: we've got to do those too. But is there like a big like ending? I've
0: never beaten the game. So is there like a big ending FMV or something like that, that you guys had to do?
1: Uh, I think there is an ending FMV. Um, I don't know. I have not had my eye on that because we've been focusing on the first five missions. So I'm mm. I'm blanking off the top of my head. Okay. I know that there is you know story that happens in the script, but I can't remember if that's in engine or if it's an FMV cutscene. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so. again, shouts! Uh, very excited. Thank thank you to all of you guys. You're giving a uh, an amazing gift to the Saturn community. Um, <laughs> And um, if we go to PRGE next year, you you can be damn sure that we're going to be promoting the hell out of it uh, at the <laughs> at the patch booth. Um, while I was busy okay, writing uh, all these sorry, little, by the way,
1: lacquerware oh. does confirm that there are late game FMBs, but not a post clear FMB. So
0: oh okay okay, there you go. Um. I guess last up, we should talk about that. You put together this huge article that you've been working on. Um, Really appreciate it. And uh, we have until, I don't know, like 4.30. So we've got time to talk about this there. This has been a great year for Saturn. It's not over yet because of course the 28th anniversary game competition is just bringing in a ton of great stuff uh, from folks at the last minute. Um, But a lot of the stuff we've seen it worked on over the year. Uh, over the course of the year, and we've seen uh, folks do amazing stuff. So you basically put together a top ten of like the most, um, the biggest news items or the biggest uh, things that have happened to Saturn this year. Correct?
1: Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I I wanted to kind of look at what were the biggest stories. What were what was the news that made kind of the biggest impact. Seemed I I I don't know I I put it out there on the in our uh, one of our Discord channels um internally I guess it was it was the website discussion one uh to see if anybody wanted to help rank them and nobody volunteered so I just kind of came up with my own ranking so if you disagree I'm sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay you know, this is just
1: my my opinion and I mean I was changing it until the last minute um figuring out what my my order would be, I guess the order isn't that important to begin with. It's really just kind of highlighting, you know, the biggest stories and Mm kind of reflecting on them and uh, shining one more of a a light
0: on them. Yeah. You know, um, I apologize if I missed that, but I That's I really okay, just wanted busy. this to be your article and I was totally fine with you okay. choosing. You did. You actually did mention a lot of stuff. And I think you put honorable mentions at the bottom. But uh, I did, yeah. but I, I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever Dan comes up with is fine. But, you know, because you represent a pretty much like a kind of somewhat newcomer to Saturn. Right. But you're 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 mm-hmm. you're, you're you're our guy who's like reporting on the news oftentimes you're reporting on just big you know news tickets news items that are happening that are like important that everybody needs to know about and so Mm -hmm. this isn't really going to focus on any kind of like long form editorials that we've done or anything like that this is really just like news that's really impactful or news that's been really important to the saturn scene Uh, because the saturn is kind of having a renaissance of popularity or I don't even know if it's a renaissance, it's kind of like finally reaching some level of popularity in the West because people are kind of seeking it out and discovering it. So I'm going to let you take this one. I'll kind of scroll it, but I'll let you talk about it, Uh, starting off with uh, the Summer of Games Done Quick.
1: Yeah, so at number 10, uh, we start off with the Summer Games Done Quick uh, speedrunning event. Featuring uh some Saturn games. They uh had a speedrunner doing Nights into Dreams and another speedrunner, um aquas uh speedrunning bulk slash, which I think he has the world record for bulk slash um, Oh right. that okay. dude is awesome. Just as an aside, having worked on bulk slash's English translation patch, uh I wa- we had to test that game a lot and play it a lot. And I watched an Aquas video to learn how to play it quickly efficiently mm. so yeah thank you to him he helped out in his own little way with the um with the translation patch but yeah so it was really cool that he got uh bulk slash into um a featured spot i mean it wasn't like super featured it was in the middle of the night uh did he United stream States, it in
0: but, english did he stream uh, it again? no oh, okay
1: no I, and i i linked to the story so i linked to all the stories that are relevant to all these top 10 in the article if people want to check them out um but I mentioned in there that uh, they did not... He tried to get the English version in there, but the organizers rejected it because they thought there might be some kind of legal issue with that. Uh, so that's right. fine, I understand. Um, and Pochillin, I think, yeah, Pochillin uh, streamed Nights into Dreams, which is cool, obviously. that's right. If you had to pick a mascot game for the Saturn, that would be one of the ones you would consider. So that's pretty cool that... Um, oh, Power Slave as to well. show that off. Yeah, and then also, they sh- um, they got PowerSlave Exhumed, and that is the remake of PowerSlave for modern consoles, and they had um, one of the developers from Night Dive Studios uh, on that stream uh, during the speedrun, which was really cool, and he talked about uh, their process of making that remake, and he basically revealed during it that they started, essentially, with Saturn version. Um, they made this the saturn version but then added in because it was better than the pc version they're very different Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. um and he added in or they added in the exclusive levels from the ps1 version of power slave so in a way this is like the saturn version but the ultimate uh you know iteration of that right and that got highlighted on gdq and i mean you don't really see saturn games too often at gdq there aren't any for the one that's coming up here in a couple days right so it was kind of rare to get Saturn games um, highlighted on that kind of a stage. So it was neat.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So, so And that's uh, a, a real mainstream. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, is there anything you wanted to say about that? any commentary you want to make?
0: I mean, you know, obviously, I I feel like Knights is a pretty. I've seen plenty of speed runs and and play let's plays of Knights and stuff. It's it's. Sure. I mean, definitely, it's like you said, it's the it's the most known, probably well known. I mean, it was one of the high, most high profile games for Saturn outside of I don't know uh, Virtual Fighter Two or you know, right. Daytona or something like that. Um. So yeah, uh, but I'm always happy for Knights getting any kind of love, you know, because because <laughs> you know I love it so much. But um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that. Uh, that Saturn's making more of an appearance in some of these mainstream uh, conventions, mainstream uh, charity events, you know? Um, And yeah, no, it's really cool. Uh, I didn't have much to add to what you wrote, but yeah, uh, definitely a relevant uh, news topic that happened this last year in relation Mm -hmm. to Saturn. And uh, another large kind of event that uh, brings projects from all different platforms, you know, is the uh, Sonic fan games.
1: Yeah, Sage Sonic 22. Amateur Games Expo, uh or Sage for short, uh happens every year. And um it's a lot of fan-made Sonic games and and hacks of existing Sonic games that fans are doing, and it'll just kind of it's not really a competition, you know uh have prizes or ranking or anything, it's just kind of an right. exhibition essentially. Mm-hmm. Um it's very cool. A lot of that stuff is usually you know about the Genesis games, or you know maybe even the more modern Sonic games sometimes, or or people are making their own Sonic games on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see Saturn stuff very often in it, but this year we had two uh, Sonic games that actually do run on Saturn hardware. There's Sonic Ring Worlds and also um, a recreation of Sonic Extreme from Voxel, right. and we've uh, covered Voxel's um, pretty extensively. Ring Worlds is still kind of a uh, a work in progress and it's from a lot of members of the shiro and um and Sega extreme communities uh right but there's i guess a little more to show with sonic extreme so we we did a little more coverage on that um, hopefully ring worlds will come along in 2023 and we can um you know have more to talk about with that that would be cool
0: right i don't Uh, think ring worlds was released as a oh well i mean i guess it was available in this competition you could download it and run it on your saturn right yeah and it was just basically kind of like a a a simple playground area right uh not not a whole lot to do but they basically showed that they had the framework for it was like uh, a proof
1: of concept that we can get a sonic running in a 3d environment right thing
0: right uh fun fact voxel has just uh, added his uh, sonic extreme to the 20th anniversary game competition so i'm really glad that he he did that because i mean it was a lot of a lot of work and a a really great entry (laughs) i'm glad that he was able to add it to the competition so we can uh you know vote on it Um, yeah definitely but yeah so that was huge absolutely you're right there were there were Seem I don't know if there were like hundreds of entries, but there were a lot. Like I watched the the, the video trailer, there were a lot of entries, but it was doesn't, nice to have some Saturn representation. And hopefully, yeah. it's just a sign of things to come. Hopefully, it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like we'll start to see more. Uh, it's a tough nut to crack. I mean, I don't think that that's cliche to say. It's hard, hard getting, uh, really getting everything out of the Saturn. Uh, in in terms of like the the ram bus bottleneck and in terms of like cramming stuff into ram and stuff uh you know every developer that i've talked to has said that yeah it's like powerful depending on how you look at it but at the same time there are some definite things that are kind of like a pain in the butt (laughs) that you have to Mm -hmm. deal with and you just have to find creative ways to work around them so i kind of feel like the barrier to entry has been so high you know up until now uh we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen many many more homebrew dreamcast efforts than we have saturn efforts for that even though the dreamcast is a newer newer console than the saturn right and it just took uh it took so long for folks to really crack it uh but but uh the cool thing is like through efforts like xl2 with his uh you know, with his projects and the stuff that Anthony Knight of dragon has done, like this mm-hmm. entire community has helped build, I guess, like a knowledge base. I, w- I wouldn't exactly call it a code base, but I mean, they're sharing code and they're sharing tools and stuff like that, Be- helping to build a knowledge base that makes it easier to develop stuff on this platform. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping as just somebody on the sidelines, uh, enjoying, you know, with my popcorn, just watching to see what happens. I'm just hoping that we see more of this stuff and more folks, uh, who have some working programming knowledge start to dip their toe in, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, excellent. That was an excellent one. And then again, you know, uh, another year of of full English translation patches. Uh, I see that the cover here is Tokyo highway battle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Number eight uh, on the list. I've got um, kind of the ongoing story of English translation Mm -hmm. patches um, coming out for the Saturn. Uh, I mean, there were hardly any just what four or five years ago, and exactly. now we have a, a dozen projects, in, you know, being worked on at once.
0: Absolutely, um, a
1: few of them came out this year. Several more are uh, being worked on now, including the one I'm on, solar Salt. So uh, maybe even some that haven't been announced yet uh, that people have been toiling away <laughs> on. So it's it's a lot of really exciting stuff, um, and I think. You know, it's, it's worth highlighting that. I, as I say in the article, I'm sorry if it's kind of a cop-out to kind of lump all of the translation patches together instead of, like, picking one and saying, okay, this is a top story for this top ten yeah, list. Yeah, no, but I think it's I, nice that
0: you just grouped them. This is everything that we've had over this year. That's that's great. Yeah,
1: it's like an ongoing story. And, I mean, I don't know if any of them have had the impact of, like, uh, you know, people finally getting to play soccer awards. <laughs> or something like that. But I mean, um, it's, we've had some that have been very cool. Uh, Like I highlighted here, we've got Drift King 97. I think a lot of us had a lot of fun playing that. Um, That game wasn't on my radar at all. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Malenko came out of nowhere and started working on it this year and finished it this year. And you know, you highlighted on the Shiro show and rightfully so. It's a, a good translation that really adds something to the game because otherwise you don't know what anybody's saying or yeah um what all these parts mean in the parts shop for the cars
0: the tuning uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm biased i like malenko i really like racing games and i love the tokyo extreme racer games so i was always gonna like this project <laughs> and it is one of my favorite of the the past year and uh, and mm-hmm. of which there have been many great uh great projects but yeah i mean drift king 97 i I own a copy in Japanese. I've played it for years. And now that it's in English, it's just even better. So, yeah. but yeah, shouts I mean, to you know, everyone.
1: Like, yeah. Just, you gotta highlight a uh, grandio, which I think is not that Trekkies has been working on that for oh, a absolutely. while. absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure he's taking the translation from the PS one version that working design or that Sony did, I guess. Right. Um, but it was still a ton of work clearly to actually get it working correctly in Saturn. And Absolutely. he finally finished that up that, this year, and that's great. And, and it,
0: people it, yeah.
1: swung around and revisited Ninpen Monmaru, the Penguin 3D platformer game, um, which had was like the very first English translation for the Saturn back in 2002, but it was right. incomplete. And uh, finally, uh, some members of Sega Extreme came around and finished it up this year. Right. Uh, you know, polished it up. Uh, we got Phantasmagoria, which I think that had been worked on for a couple of years. On Sega Extreme, that finally finally um a person I'm sorry I'm blanking on your name, but they they cracked the code on it and see uh here. and Fantastic. swapped all that English um video into mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't do I don't think we did an article on it, so you're not gonna find one in there. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> the only time we have mentioned it on the site outside of this top ten is uh I think Peter's Halloween roundup.
0: Um, okay, yeah. I don't know he why did. we didn't
1: write a story on it uh we should have (laughs) manpower lack of
0: manpower
1: (laughs) yeah i'm sure we mentioned on the show though i'm sure it was mentioned on the show
0: yeah i believe Um, that's that's and that's the thing is we mention a lot of stuff on the show we talk about a lot of stuff on the show that doesn't have an article component and then in hindsight i often ask like why didn't we write an article on that because people aren't gonna be able to like you know they're not gonna be able to like exactly you know dog ear something that was said on on a on a shiro show you know um but yeah
1: uh, greg asked if phantasmagorias by kitchen 34 um maybe
0: i don't have the yeah i don't have the answer to that right off the bat um but yeah there were uh oh even uh even uh you know emerald did uh bastard broke of course and uh you had uh efforts on terra fantastica mm-hmm. by uh by malenko as well very uh prolific he's also doing uh saturn bomberman fight which is one yes. of my also one of my favorite games and uh started work on that in 2022 uh shining force uh, and 3 yes,
1: kitchen 34 was along with sed and lg30 okay all did work on phantasmagoria so thank you to all of them cool. for doing that
0: and uh and and shining force 3 um even though i know that this most recent update anthony said he didn't have as much to do with this uh, as the, the the rest of the team but the shining force 3 english translation patch uh version 20.24 20, was released recently in november and that's uh another project that's just been being worked on for over a decade now <laughs> i want to say um but it's cra- it's i love the fact that there's a, such a dedication to to it that they're continue to work on it you know they haven't almost given up decades. on it sorry almost two, two decades almost two decades okay I stand Jeez. corrected it has really it really has been yeah see now that just that just is a testament to how old I am and how, <laughs> and how like I just can't real I don't realize that we're not in like the 2010s anymore <laughs> uh yeah you guys started that in, in the mid-2000s I guess um yeah I started that in 2004. 2004 wow okay before the nintendo ds was even really or maybe like almost at the same time as the freaking nintendo ds that's crazy <laughs> um all right well yeah we do it's 407 we gotta keep we gotta roll okay. <laughs> with this yeah. stuff okay so, so, number so we got seven
1: on the top 10 list is new audiences exposed to saturn games as they come to modern platforms this is another i kind of took a trend of the whole year and lumped a number of stories right. together all the city century. connection um, stuff right yeah, well, it's not just City Connection, as I kind of run down here. It's, there Night were a lot of companies doing this this year. Um, right. You know, you got Night Dive with their Power Slave Exhumed remake. You got Forever Entertainment. They made the Panzer Dragoon remake a couple years ago, and this year they came out with House of the Dead, which you could say that was originally an arcade game, but I mean, it was also a prominent Saturn game. Um, you know, Capcom put out those uh, fighting game collections. Um of Dark Stalkers and Cyberbots and stuff. And again, those are like arcade games, but they were also prominently Saturn games. And mm-hmm. you know, those are now uh easier to play for people with modern platforms. Treasure uh and LiveWire uh brought Radiant Silver Gun to the Switch. And right. this is the first time in 11 years that it's gone anywhere. Last time was Xbox 360, and that was the first time since the Saturn uh Radiant Silvergun been re-released. So that was um pretty big news uh and uh and then yeah and then city connection um has been putting out several saturn games um that are like the original saturn games running in what we believe is a modified ssf emulator um that's um, been kind of poured into run on the switch or the ps4 or Steam right. or the xbox one so um, you know, and those games have been like Galactic Attack, Elevator Action Returns, Cleopatra Fortune, a slew of Suchi Pie games, you know, um, kind of a little more obscure yeah, uh, in there aside from Galactic Attack. But it still is is appreciated. And it's cool that like it feels like this is a more evidence of the Saturn having a renaissance period here because yeah. you've got all of these Saturn games that are actually getting sold again
0: right i mean the Uh, fact that they keep the fact that they keep it up and they keep uh introducing new releases means they must be making enough of a return on the investment people are buying this stuff and that's great you know because years ago pat and i said you know if if you if you see something like the if you know you see sega license this stuff or allow others people to put it out you know or they work on it you know support it you know don't uh don't You know, if you have the opportunity to actually buy Sega games now, especially Saturn games, you know, um, you know, take that take that opportunity because you're sending a message, you know, and it's obviously worked because they're continuing to put this stuff out, you know, so that is Mm -hmm. that's great. You know, it only helps
1: probably the I was going to say, this is probably the biggest year yet for Saturn games appearing on modern platforms.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, part of it is. It, it could be indicative of you know the the generation that's going back I guess uh, to Maybe for nostalgia purposes but a lot of these games like aren't necessarily games that folks would have had any nostalgia for, right? You know a lot That's of these true. locked in Japan games wouldn't necessarily be something that folks are necessarily reliving but more or less um awesome games that we didn't get back in the day that that folks are like awesome I get to play this yeah. on my Switch now, you know. Um like
1: do you say I forgot to mention that, you know, that got a whole remake on Steam right. this year and that was a Japanese only uh dating sim. Mm -hmm. for the saturn um and i think like uh the pc 98 or something before that so you know yeah who's gonna have nostalgia for that but people Mm -hmm. are individual novels more these days so Mm -hmm. they probably thought this would have a chance and they they let a a saturn game shine once again it's cool absolutely uh so number six
0: this has got to be my um, favorite (laughs) my personal favorite of the year I mean, yeah, I'm so uh,
1: sorry. It was only number six. <laughs> it no, it's, higher, it's
0: totally fine. No, that, I'm I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff. And I realize that we're a small community. Uh, Saturn fans are a small community as it is. And then the the folks who are like enjoying or engaging in the online stuff are even a smaller niche of that niche. Um, yeah. But the thing so is, I just six. I. Net, yeah. Net number Link six. Tuller,
1: revised Saturn online play is is my number right. six story of the year.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah I you're mean, right.
1: It is kind of a smaller subset. Um, and I guess I didn't have it higher because it's still being worked on. It's not finalized yet. There's still a little ways to go. Um,
0: it's uh, and, every. Yeah, go ahead.
1: It, you know, and it, it's such a small subset of people playing it right now that its impact feels a little limited. But mm. I mean, it is it does have huge promise for the near future. You know, okay, this may so maybe a bigger story next year in 2023.
0: Here's the thing: if you've been one of a if you've been one of the folks on the Netlink roster, we have a hashtag or an at Netlink roster on our Discord, right? And it consists of I don't know, like 24 people or something. If you if you're one of those people, it's a mu- it seems like a much bigger deal than everybody to everybody else on the outside of that, right? Um, <laughs> because uh, so I'm just saying anecdotally to me, it's like a big deal because I I have seen um all the way back to the voip you know method that joe also joe and ziden also helped pioneer you know the voip method that was really poor (laughs) in terms of performance but it got saturn back online and um, he's stuck with it this entire way and he's also roped anthony uh, into it as well uh, who's working on a special os for it and also working on a serial uh, cable solution for it Uh, there's just so much you so much exciting stuff going on in terms of getting the saturn hardware back online and to me it's just one of those it's one of those things that breathes new life into the hardware uh and i'm uh, I, i really love the hardware side of things so it's just you know i love seeing that more folks are able to get their saturns back online even if it's direct dial i understand but with the new os i actually um it, like Derek A team he he demonstrated i think in a video where he got the Dream Pie and he went online and and browsed the internet with it so technically it is capable of going online uh through the use of the Dream Pie but um yes. But, yeah, so you can browse the internet with it, albeit very slowly uh but you know you can access uh pages that are built for that kind of you know web browser and uh mm-hmm. and then you can also direct dial folks and the the latest revision, which was just uploaded and uh and shared to the saturn uh the tools or, or utilities utility section of the competition is yeah. uh is a further refinement of four point three um is it 0.43 or 4.3? I don't know, but of Joe's tunnel, 4.3. Yeah. 4.3. Which is just, it's just, uh, even that much better, you know? And then I believe Zyden went ahead and updated the, the images, the, the actual patched game images on the dream pipe. Uh, so I'm just so excited about that one. I can't like the, I I can't tell those guys just how much I appreciate them for doing that, you know? And I know it wasn't easy. I, I know it's been a lot of hard work, but it's been amazing. Uh, Go ahead. You, you take this one. Emulators, both hardware and software, make strides.
1: Okay. So our number five story of the year is, as you said, emulators have made strides this year. This is, I think, my my last entry in this top 10 that's just kind of a, a compilation of a year-long trend. But, um, you know, we've had a lot of updates this year that I thought was worth highlighting to not only our software-based emulators, like... Um, uh, like Yabasantro and um, MedNafin, um, but also, you know, hardware-based solutions, like we've got the Fenrir ODE just came out with, uh, you know, a couple months ago, a piece of hardware that lets you, that um, you don't have to figure out which pinout you've got for your Saturn. Um, you know, you just buy this one unit and pop it in and you're good to go. You don't have to, uh, you know, worry about it from there. It's going to work. Um, and that really simplifies things uh, for people, I think. And it probably simplifies, right. you know, his uh, stocking situation too, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. you've got the, yeah, you don't have to uh, manufacture two separate things, just one thing. Right. Um, and then you've got the mister. You know, the mister <laughs> is hardware emulation uh, for a variety of uh, consoles and arcade cabinets, all, all sorts of things um, that mm-hmm. people can develop cores for. And someone finally, SRG, finally made a core for the saturn and i mean it's still work in progress a lot of things are glitchy or don't work but uh it does work to some extent and this year was the year that brought us the saturn
0: core mm-hmm.
1: and so that's that's he's been working
0: furiously on it all year like he despite has, you know, despite war and everything right. you know it's been like, being like hammering, hammering away at these cores and getting right. the optimization and getting the the compatibility up uh, despite all that it's just been amazing you know to yeah. see so, that happen I mean,
1: w- with all these developments it's just making it easier to play saturn games in ways other than putting a disc into your original console if your cd drive doesn't work anymore if you just can't afford an original saturn um if you don't have the space for it whatever you've got options and those options keep getting better every year and 2022 is no different
0: absolutely so huge year for uh, emulation and FPGA implementation. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, next up, uh, this one next is up. more specific. This one is like the, the Kenji Tosaki interview. Yeah, I,
1: I originally was just gonna do another compilation thing where it's like, you know, the Shiro website, you know, all, all the guys in the Shiro kind of made some news this year. Um, And then I thought, no, this is kind of a big enough thing. I should probably break it out in some thing. So number four is Kenji Tosaki offers insights into Sega peripherals that he designed. He was the uh, peripheral development manager for Sega in the 90s, and um, he worked on the 3D control pad that was designed specifically for nights. He worked on the Stunner, also known as a virtual gun, um, and he, he kind of revealed a little secret to us that there's a space inside the handle to put batteries in there to just to give it some weight. The batteries don't do anything, they don't power anything, it's just to make it feel better to hold as a gun which is cool. And um and he talked about the unreleased uh visor that it's like a virtual reality headset. Right? Um, and he provided all of this uh all these designs, all of this artwork that you're scrolling through here right now on on the video. There
0: he is. Here he is right there. Yeah. A <laughs> much younger Kenji wearing it.
1: Yeah, and I mean it's just so cool that he um took the time you know, and offered himself to Shiro on our Facebook page uh, to answer questions and and give us all this artwork, all these insights. It was, it was very cool. And I mean, it, he really did reveal some things that no one knew before. So that's what made this kind of a bigger news story. You know, this actually broke some things, uh, broke some news that no one knew about Sega before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was thanks to him talking to us. So, uh, you know, big thanks to him for doing that.
0: Absolutely and he was in the hospital when he did this too like he, that, he, it was just he really? was yeah it was a i i won't go into specifics but he just had a lot of time on his hands because <laughs> he was okay. he was laying in a hospital bed and he was just like yeah we got lucky it was the the stars aligned you know mm-hmm. but here here you have wow. uh like the mega visor that they used at like theme parks and you can definitely mm-hmm. see the dna of that in the virtual visor you know it's got the same kind of like headpiece it's got the same kind of adjustment thing in the back yeah. and and the front actually that black part on the front is actually a flip up visor that would act as like an augmented reality they, they planned on hmm. not just having it be a video visor but also augmented reality so you could see through it and have uh, images like show up around you so it was very early implementation yeah. of superimposed yeah augmented reality as well so yeah, it was, it was really cool. We talked to talk very long interview. talked about uh, personal life stuff and everything. So it was cool. Um, nice. Got lucky with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, next
1: up, okay. So next thing, yeah, our number three on uh, this year's top stories was Retrobit announcing new wireless analog controllers for the Saturn. They had teased this what a, a good couple years ago they had going to yeah. do this and then it seemed like it was a project that was just uh you know dead in the water we hadn't heard anything about it and all of a sudden when you when uh shiro uh went to prge and um and had a saturn booth there by the way which i kind of mentioned in this uh little bit too because that was pretty cool to have a saturn room at the portland retro game expo it um, was, that fun. was something new and, and different uh to put saturn in front of eyeballs and give people some uh, good memories, um, but at the, at that expo, they did uh, talk with Shiro about uh, this new controller that they're going to bring in the spring. They plan on for uh, 2023, mm-hmm. and uh, it and they let you test it out uh, in the Saturn room. Uh, they did with whatever game you wanted, and you said that it did like feel not quite, but real close, pretty good yeah. analog.
0: Yeah, it it uh, my so like upon just visual upon a visual like my first uh thought was wow those those look like alp sticks those look like the the sticks in the switch in the nintendo switch you know and um my 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 heart fell a little bit because i'll be honest with you um I love the Nintendo switch as a console. My, my son plays it a lot and he puts it through its paces. Right. And so whenever I go to play mm-hmm. like Mario Kart or something like that, I'll notice that this, the, the left stick has drift, you know, and that, that my, my, you know Mario is just constantly drifting and I have to fight against it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I can't, and you can't really like center it. You can't, you can't like do the whole thing where you just like put the control down and have it like, Center. It's it's just always going to suffer from drift, no matter what, yeah. you know. um And you know, I guess it's just the way that those sticks are designed. They're 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 cheap and they're plentiful and they work fairly well for a certain amount of time, but then they ultimately have to be replaced. And um, I do believe that that's the same sticks that we see here. And that was one of the biggest misgivings that folks had. Uh, between seeing the old teased version which used like the big nubby like ps2 sticks you know it looked like Mm -hmm. basically looked like ps2 sticks um versus the change to this and i definitely think that it's a pros and cons list you know it's kind of like a compromise like um those older sticks stuck out so much like nubby sticks that stuck out so much you couldn't throw the controller in a bag or like put it down face down and not have them just get completely jacked right um Mm -hmm. and so that would be a concern is just having them uh be you know pushed in one direction constantly while they're in a bag or something like that and then they would get stuck that way or they would jam up and stuff these are much more sleek it like literally kind of has a recess to it and they just kind of follow the the sleek outline of the of the pad so in that way in that way yeah folks are a lot of folks are going to appreciate that Um, but the sticks themselves at the end of the day they are what they are and uh, so i don't know if 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 the pads are cheap enough you know maybe they could be easily replaced the whole pad or maybe you can buy a new alps stick i noticed that you can actually buy replacement alps sticks from the company you have to solder them on you know so um that's just my only concern because honestly they feel quite good i mean they feel exactly like what you're used to with your switch you know playing cotton 2 on on the switch or playing breath of the wild it's the same feeling um and literally if you're coming from the 3d control pad to this the, the only thing you really have to get used to is the travel you know because um it's like with the 3D control pad it's got tons of travel versus this is like tinier movements equal bigger results you know so you mm-hmm. just it takes like 10 or 15 minutes to get used to that and then you and then I'm playing games like nights and I'm having fun uh and I'm doing quite well much better than I would with a D pad but no uh for for like hardcore uber 3d control pad fans this is not going to meet that level of expectation ever uh and i don't think you're going to find anything out there that does really perform but, the same know, as the, the 3d advantage control pad.
1: this when these things come out they're is, wireless
0: uh, or well it's
1: wireless yeah it is nice but also you know there were only so many original 3d analog controllers made for the saturn and that's true gonna get they're going to start they're going to be breaking more and more they'll yes. be harder to get they'll be more expensive and so this is these are new analog controllers that work mm-hmm. with the Saturn with original hardware so you know, this is going to make some kind of analog compatibility for the Saturn more accessible to people going forward and absolutely
0: a good thing yeah absolutely um you know uh, the other thing i want to say is that these uh shoulder triggers are digital they're not analog they have a they have plenty of travel about three millimeters of travel on them two two to three millimeters of travel which seems like it would be well suited to an analog sensor but they're digital and i think some folks are going to complain about that um but that said again i'm gonna buy one day one i love i i did love the pad i think that it, it's great for casual gaming it's great for taking to a convention or something if you lose yeah. it it's not a huge thing lost you know what i'm saying where versus if i lost a 3d control pad at a convention because somebody just kind of like yoinked the you know it's removable right yeah. you know and they're not cheap you know they're like 60 bucks right. for a really roughly used one i think yeah i think they're much more than that for one that's in good condition um you might still be able to buy them cheap on like the japanese the white japanese ones on the yahoo auctions japan but i i don't know and i can't yeah they're a little
1: cheaper yeah. if you a import little... from japan but then you're paying shipping
0: but it's you're paying shipping and it's like you said they it's a it's a finite resource you know there's not yep. you know um so yeah it's the best thing about these is that there's yet again there's one more option for saturn fans and that Uh, I have utmost respect for Retrobit for actually paying attention and showing Saturn love, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't see anybody else doing it. You know, it's not like we have a ton of choices to choose from. So the fact that they stepped up and did this uh, and made a controller that uh, I would give it a, I would give it a B plus, I would give it like an 80 per 80 to 85%. It's it's like a really good control, you know, good controller yes. and I'm excited to to own one. Oh, and they're a little bit heavier too, which I really liked. I like mm-hmm. the fact that they increase the weight and the the feel of it so that it's just a little bit more like you could hit somebody with it. It's it's got a it's got a, a more premium feel in your hands than like the previous Retrobit pads. So, there's that as well. Nice. So, um
1: so, moving on,
0: this is a serious one. And a sad yeah one. it
1: is number two on the top stories list is that sega releases the genesis mini 2 and through it reveals rieko kodama's death mm-hmm. um and that uh really sent reverberations throughout anyone interested in video games i think um because mm-hmm. she just uh she worked for sega for so long and worked on so many highly influential games you know uh, from the very first fantasy star to you know, one of the most beloved Dreamcast games, Skies of Arcadia. Uh, she's just um touched so much. And I I saw just recently on Twitter someone uh in Japan who works at Sega still said that he kind of worked under um Kodama. And she had in recent years, she hadn't really been working on specific games, but she had been spending a lot of her time uh archiving um Sega's older games and trying to preserve his legacy. And I mean, I I've got a Love that, you know. I mean, we we all are here talking about an old Sega console. So we love yeah. old Sega stuff. And it's cool that she was um, you know, trying to preserve it mm-hmm. uh in the last years of her life. Um yeah. you know, they they put in the credits of the Genesis Mini Two that she uh, you know, in in loving memory or something like that of Ryu right. kodama And and that and people were like, is that a mistranslation? What what are they talking about? Right, and, exactly uh, on Twitter. You mm-hmm. know, and then someone at Sega replied that yes, um, she did die several months beforehand mm-hmm. in spring of this year, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, really too bad. I mean, she was um, only she was young. Um, what? Yeah, she was. She was young. She was in her sixties.
0: Yeah, early sixties. Um, and yeah, uh
1: or fifty-nine? Yes, maybe. Yeah, yeah okay. She so wasn't
0: even sixty. She was. She didn't even yeah. reach sixty. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't exactly call her, like, a hidden figure. Um, lo, I mean, a lot of folks who knew n- knew of her, but still, for as many people knew of her, there are a lot of folks out there, I feel, who enjoyed the games that she touched and didn't know who mm-hmm. she was, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And that just speaks to the fact that, like, gaming and game design and just the game industry has been male-dominated for many years. But she's one of those, like, incredibly influential female, car- uh, female mm-hmm. figures in-game, uh, history, uh, and so it's just, yeah, she, like, I don't think people really realize, like, how many, uh, Important games she had a hand in, you know. She, uh, uh, I know it's not not one of her most high-profile games, but Deep Fear is one that she directed, and I love Deep Fear. Like I'm a huge Deep Fear fan. um But that was a later one. But I mean, you know, Skies of Arcadia, of course, and the Fantasy Star uh, series. And she um, had
1: a hand in uh, Magic knight Ray Earth as well. Magic Night Ray
0: Earth, absolutely um, a
1: Saturn game as far as Saturn games go.
0: Yeah. So definitely, like, she will be missed for sure, and I hope that um, she inspires. You know other uh, girl game designers. You know, because uh, I think that's like more of a thing now. You know, I mean, my, my wife is an engineer and she enjoys uh, engineering, and she even enjoys when her her firm like takes on like a game related uh, a game related project. You know, uh, but it's just not something that it's not something that girls really came up uh doing compared to you know what what does she say you know her, her boss always says oh well the boys used to play with the the circuits and stuff like that and you know it's like she's like i would have too if i was exposed to that stuff at a young age so i just feel yeah. like it, it's really good for folks to kind of see these figures and and have it be uh have it be a normal thing you know that more girls in the community should uh should get get into game design i'm sorry if i'm putting my foot in my mouth but i just really have a a lot of respect for her for sure
1: absolutely yeah it was was a big loss
0: yeah it definitely was
1: okay so um moving on to a slightly lighter note uh the number one what i thought was the number one story of the year uh to the point where i wrote three stories in three days on it (laughs) because news kept evolving with it was sacred pools um oh, and these yeah. prototypes see the light of day. Yeah. You know, this is uh We kept learning more and more was, about it. Yeah, it was highly publicized uh back in the 90s when the, the Saturn was alive, um you know, the first time around, I guess you could say. And uh it was something that Sega of America was producing themselves as an FMV adventure game that they uh, said it was going to be more mature and have sexual elements and and this th- and violence and this that and the other thing right um and then and they, they threw a, a huge lavish party at an E3 for it and then it disappeared it right. was kind of lambasted at the time by the press for being strange and not very fun and and then it just got quietly canceled and uh you know Chero uh, wrote i think it was you dave you wrote a story a year ago on shiro saying you know here's the rundown on sacred pools this is really interesting thing that never came out wouldn't it be cool if we ever saw it again sure enough a year later here it is right we've got a uh, sacred pools uh playable and i don't know if a, that yeah. not finished for him but close you know it was pretty far along
0: exactly i don't know if that article that i wrote a year ago had anything to do with like the recent attempt to uncover any of this um, but it'd be cool if it did. But that, even that said, like uh, it's just amazing that we finally got it. You know, um, mm-hmm. there were there were issues for sure. There were problems with this game, uh, but sh- huge it's shouts to. Game retro dad and modern lad it's one of his favorite uh like he admits it's it's just his genre it's one game that he's always had an interest in and he has gone to great lengths to really tear the game apart and try to like figure out how to play it so that for other people's benefit even he's got if they're a lot just of videos on got YouTube a lot of channel. videos and just recently he found a, a cheat where it basically unlocks all of the items so it makes nice. the game infinitely playable you can um now, I don't remember what the cheat is, and I would have to probably. Uh, I, I wanted to squeeze an article in, but it just, I didn't have the time. But yeah, he essentially found um, that through a certain combination of buttons or whatever, uh, that you can not only unlock all of the items. Oh, you know what? It's, it's something really simple. You know, the, you know the blue Sega logo when you load up the, the Saturn? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You, you, it's something as simple as like holding the Z button down at the sega logo and just keeping it held down all the way until it goes goes to the game loading screen and then you let go and then when you get into the game uh you have all the items and you also have a quick uh you have a quick warp function where you can warp to any area in the game uh so and i guess that they use that for debugging obviously right you know to because even even the folks who were making the game realize it was like really easy to die in the game and there, there are a lot of cheap deaths and it's hard to get the items and stuff. So, um, but, but yeah, it's a piece of gaming history and Saturn gaming history. So yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal that we got it, you know, um, it's crazy
1: that it would resurface in 2022. All these years later.
0: Yeah. Shouts know? to gaming in, in Alexandria preservationist, yeah. at gaming Alexandria, who kind of really followed through and, and pushed for that. Uh, and We're able to, yeah, thank get, you to get in touch with the folks who had it. Um, to dump it properly but uh yeah Uh, and i actually when it comes to dumping it properly i don't know that it's actually been like redumped like that like you know that properly but uh but it's it's available you know i'm sure that work yeah it seems to work i I know the folks at redump would love to get their hands on it so they can like definitely dump it properly um you know and make sure all the checksums match and stuff but uh for for what it's worth we have it playable in uh at least as as much as folks were able to experience it back at e3 uh 96 and there was like this huge like vip party and stuff like that that they spent a lot of money on the production of this game and they also blew a ton of money on like the promotion of this game uh but the game itself you know (laughs) like when you actually come to play it it leaves something to be desired but and I think that mostly comes down to the programmers. Not uh, the, the actors did a great job. The production was actually really good. The set designs were cool. It had a vibe, you know. It was just uh, that the code monkeys, I guess, you know, had a hard time making it all, stitching it all together and making it all work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have some honorable mentions that we should shoot through before we have to uh, read on. Read off okay. our patrons. Yeah,
1: I considered a lot of different stories for this top ten uh, for settling on the ones I did, and so some of the ones I kind of left out, but maybe are still worth mentioning, is uh, Yuji Naka, the creator of Sonic, being and of Knights, uh, being arrested for yeah. insider trading, and I guess he's just been charged recently. Mm-hmm. He's been indicted, so uh, that's not going well for him. No. Um, uh, We've got Merzik invented the SD loader where you can plug a little device into your controller two port with an SD card in it. And uh, you can uh, run a little bit of software off of it. But um, its main use, at least right now, is for backing up saves. Right. Uh, Loading saves onto your Saturn from the SD card and pulling them off onto the SD card to back them up. Um, So it's kind of another way to do that if you don't have like a satiator or something like that um we had three different games that were all uh sort of released but not really like we got to see playthroughs of them by people who own playable copies of the games right but they didn't put those copies out for everybody else to play they just made us watch their playthroughs um and so that's monica's castle rensa love chain um and then also prize fighter which was a digital pictures joint um and it's uh you could kind of put all three of those together in sort of a trend we had we had three different games that you know we had never seen before for the saturn um and now we we at least have footage of it so that's neat um yeah something kind of cool
0: okay and then uh let's see here soul hackers 2
1: uh, yeah, so Soul Hackers 2. Uh, Soul Hackers, of course, was a, you know, an, a Saturn game originally a Japanese exclusive, of course. And it got uh, an honest-to-God sequel. All these years later, in 2022, Sega made a... Sega and Atlas, um, owned by Sega, uh, made a Soul Hackers 2. And it doesn't play really like the first Soul Hackers, I guess. It right. shares some thematic elements, that sort of thing. People were a little disappointed with it, but it's still cool that they made it you know it's still sort of bringing some recognition again to this saturn game it's cool um and then there were a couple of shiro related things that you know like i said i was going to kind of make into a big shiro makes news right thing before I kind of separate them out uh the shiro magazine issue one came out this year right um, after you guys have been working on it for a, a good year um so that was that was pretty cool and it, it turned out great if i might say myself you know Thanks. i i loved it i think a lot of we're people working have.
0: on issue two right now <laughs> uh, nice. we are working on it it's uh it's a work in progress <laughs> for sure but it you know we we have intentions of making another one yeah so it's yes. just uh we're also also in the process of uh getting getting new issues in so that we can ship them oh. out to more people you know
1: and then uh this last honorable mention which i i mean i almost made it its own post as well was uh the virtual cop documentary that uh, right. pandemonium did because um, i mean that kind of broke ground a little bit too you know he had you know developer interviews uh all at once which was just amazing um talking to all these people who originally worked on this port um and getting a lot of neat insight into its creation uh, and, i mean yeah. clearly pandemonium loves Virtua cop it shows through his four and a half hours of video is... that he put together exactly but, I mean, it's, it's a great watch you know it might take a couple of sessions of watching it but it's worth it it's it's awesome so yeah
0: it's four four hours and 25 minutes i mean but it was like it's amazing like the amount of information that it it divulges about the game and explains like how it worked Mm -hmm. uh is just insane yeah it definitely was probably his most thorough and and best you know Uh, documentary yet and i mean he's done some bangers you know i mean like i really loved the chris tolman one about virtual racing that was one of my favorite but yeah this is this is definitely up there
1: so that's that was our 2022 that was uh, it in saturn news yep so it's been a, a big year and you know might have another big year next year we'll see we'll be here for it though
0: we will be here for it and we uh you know stay tuned to Sega saturn uh for more news dan thrax has really helped us out writing uh, articles and uh he's been clutch with a lot of that stuff since pat and i you know have gotten really busy with the magazine and stuff and haven't always been able to uh report you know he you've, you've definitely covered a lot of the of our blind spots so i really appreciate you too dan well thanks um, for giving me the yeah.
1: opportunity to it's been fun writing for the site and
0: absolutely the word out
1: about cool saturn things
0: absolutely um and you know folks you can you can follow along on our website there's also a link to the podcast we do uh bi-weekly episodes of editor's corner we also have the mainline cast which just got recorded recently we're going to have another episode there the last mainline episode we did was dragon force uh one and two um they did a phenomenal job covering that um there's another editor's corner coming out uh this wednesday this coming wednesday it'll be go public so watch for that and then of course uh shiro show, show every friday at 3 p.m pacific that's what you're watching right now <laughs> uh go but i mean merch store, fr- get some merch, yeah. go like to this the merch video there, there you right go right yeah uh-huh. uh you got the the threadless store uh which we do have designs here and i need to make more and i keep saying that so I'm becoming a bit of a broken record but i only have so much time but uh there's also a link here to Panamonium. you can enjoy all the wonderful videos that he's put out Uh, of course he is our fellow shiro so we love to help promote his stuff uh there is a netlink uh page but i don't really recommend folks visit it yet because we need to update it a lot has happened since i wrote this and uh, the folks working on the netlink stuff uh they're gonna make like an ultimate guide you know and we'll, we'll get it up there as soon as it's available you guys can support us on patreon if you want um if you if you like what we do and you want to support us financially we really appreciate it um you can support us at one dollar three dollars five ten twenty i think there are like several uh several tiers um and if you support us at 10 or 20 you get your name shouted on the on the site you also get uh, certain perks like uh you know merch at cost and stuff um but even if you support us for like a dollar, um, or uh, I forget which, uh, which tier, I think it's the $5 tier that they get the access to our like private chat. Uh, we have a private chat in general, or in the Shiro Discord, where you guys can just kind of come and be a part of the inner circle or whatever you want to call it. Um, but honestly, everyone, be a part of our, our Discord server. We would love to have you as a member of our Discord community. We talk about a lot of fun Saturn stuff all the time i'm not always in there but like there's always somebody to talk to about saturn stuff and and there's tons of knowledgeable people in our community so it's just really a wonderful place to come and share ideas um and ask questions and and uh you know everyone is welcome um we got social links here, friends of the show, and also a donate button on the website uh, where you can just uh, do one-time donation if you want to do that. You don't have Patreon or you're not on Patreon. Uh, you can still do a donation to the site if you want. Um, but other than that, uh, that's it. I want to go ahead and read off uh, and thank our patron supporters uh, who have supported us um, at the $10 up tier. You've got Sega Steve. Uh, you got Stone Man. Justin, we've got a murder of crows. We've got Gem Clash or Rank Cerulean, Robert Ramsey, Nutrageous, Blue Moon ninety five, Tanuki Trev, Johannes Fetz, Rowan Dinked, famous for uh, being in the Stellar Assault uh, localization, right? You know that's right. Rowan Dinked, right? Um, yeah, he's
1: in chat too. Hi
0: Rowan. Hey Rowan. <laughs> uh, Derek Pascarella, A Team, love that guy. Shadow Mask, uh, sound designer. Uh, an engineer extraordinaire uh mm-hmm. mom do, from memphis emerald also nova emerald nova the uh coordinator and organizer of the the sega extremes uh game, game contest yep. and then of course ending rounding it out with young money sui so um we love yes. all you guys thank you so much for your support uh you guys help keep the lights on and uh and you really have helped fund a lot of little projects and a lot of little things that um and have helped give us a little bit of financial cushion as well uh, for anything that comes along that we might need uh, money for. We we definitely, definitely appreciate you guys. Um, And to all of you who have just liked the show or shared it on social media, we really appreciate that as well. Uh, And uh, until next time, this is, uh, let me see, let me close down the, I've got so much light in my eyes that I can't see anymore. (laughs) Okay. Let's uh, take the webpage down here. Well, anyway, until next time, it's been Saturn Dave and Danthrax reminding you that you must play Sega Saturn. You must play uh, Sega Saturn. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Okay, see ya.